0: Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast, Lirdle Blurgins and Schnidirdle I'm your host, Harland Williams. Here. Thanks for being here, man. Tell your friends to get on the highway if you can. We have a great show today. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be getting a visit from my gardener, Senor Fuentes. I'm always a little nervous when he comes by to visit because he's a bit off. So he's coming into the studio. Also, uh, I'm going to talk to you about a new chocolate bar invention that I came up with. It may be the last chocolate bar you ever eat. Yeah. It has got. It has a punch. It packs a wallop. Wait to you hear about this new chocolate bar. And then uh, also uh, a phone call from uh, one of the pavement pounders who said he laughed so hard he almost drove off the road and got in an accident at one of the BITs. That I did on the last podcast that I almost deleted and didn't didn't air, so I'm kind of glad to get this phone call. Yeah, and then we're going to be talking about uh, towards the end of the show it's going to get a little heavy. We're going to be talking about death and how do you behave when somebody dies and and the Canadian health system and all kinds of stuff. So it's a big show. It always is. It's the Harland. Hi.
1: Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harlan uh, Highway. No! <laughs> no! I didn't bargain
2: for this. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> you chicka chicka chow main baby! And the creature from Please don't stop. I got a be and ugly face.
1: Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you! Well, that's the way it goes.
2: What do you say?
1: We get down to business.
2: Tucson. I just heard Samuel L. Quoke or Quelch. I think it's Quoke. I always say Quelch. I don't know why, but I believe it's Quoke. Anyway, it's the funniest thing I've heard in the last 10 years. I was laughing my ass off driving to work. That is so funny. I, I mean, it's funnier than anything I mean I've heard com- uh, comedians on you know SiriusXM. XM I've seen them on TV uh, there's nothing as funny as that it's the funniest thing I've ever heard and with you yelling at him makes it even better it's hilarious I would like to see that on your YouTube channel however he looks I don't know I have an idea of a, the way he looks, but I was literally laughing. My, hey, I almost got in an accident and believe me, I don't laugh at just anything. It takes a lot to make me laugh. <laughs> and the fact that you were kind of, as you were came up love folk and you were talking, then you started to laugh a little, that making himself laugh. That was the funniest thing ever. I just think it would be great to see it on YouTube. It's hilarious. I don't know. Am I crazy for thinking that?
0: No, Jeff from Tucson. You're not crazy for thinking that. You know, just for the record, his name is Samuel L. Quauk. Samuel L. Quauk is the character that I do. Uh, And if you want to hear what Jeff is talking about, listen to the last podcast, number 844- and Samuel L. Quawk is a character I do where he uh, professes to be a, a romantic writer, and he comes on the uh, program and he and he reads his romantic letters that often turn lethal. Now, Jeff, in case you're wondering, Samuel L. Quawk is one of the original characters from The Harlan Highway. So, if you, it sounds like you just real you, you just heard him for the first time. But, my friend, if you go back into the archives, there's probably 20 or 25 episodes with Samuel L. Cuauk reading his letters. And if you want me to be candid here, this is very interesting. Um, and I usually don't talk about this stuff. And I rarely ever remove anything from my podcast. You know, everything I do is a, usually a first take. I don't go back. I don't edit. I don't. I don't like stop and re-record and go over. I just let it flow. Ninety-nine point nine percent of everything I do is made up on the spot. Sometimes I'll write out a bullet point on a piece of paper, like "oh uh, toenails" or "potato" or whatever. But I, I just I just roll right through it. Okay. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, you know, after I listened to the last Samuel L. Quauk, I wasn't that happy with it. You know, personally, I wasn't. I almost yanked it, I almost deleted it and did something else. I was like, you know what? It's just not up to snuff. I'm not digging it. I'm, I'm going to delete this episode of Samuel L. Quauk. And then something just told me to let it ride. And, and this is what, what amazes me about comedy. You know, Jeff calls in and says it's like the funniest thing he's ever heard. And you can't imagine how happy that made me because I literally was going to delete it, which I rarely ever do. And in and, and all the podcasts I've done, I've probably deleted like five things. And I don't know if I was just in a mood or I was feeling funky that day. Just something in my head. I was like, I don't know. It doesn't. It's just not up there with the other ones. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe it is. And the fact that, that, that Jeff just loved it, it makes me so happy that I didn't delete it. And, and it just goes to show you just never know. So thank you, Jeff. And as far as putting it on YouTube, you know, you said something interesting. You said you imagine what Samuel L. Cuauke looks like. And that's part of the beauty of what I like to do here. I like to keep you enchanted. I like all of you to imagine in your own heads what the characters look like. Because even I have visions of what they look like. I created them, and so I have this, I have these visions in my head of their physical appearance, but... The last thing I want to do is is film myself doing the character's voice. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like, ah, it's not the same. You know, it kind of burst the illusion. I like to leave it as theater of the mind. There's a very incredible guy that does similar to what I do. Kind of the, the, the you know, the jumping characters. And he's a genius, this guy, Phil Hendry. If you haven't heard Phil, please uh listen to Phil Hendry. He is a master. I I you know, we, we do we we do kind of the same thing, we do the voices, but we kind of have different styles. And I dare say that Phil's probably way better than me, which which is, you know, it's kind of like hard to admit, but he's he's just he's just a god at this stuff, you know, and he has his own library of characters and stuff. But one thing Phil did is he did do that. He filmed himself doing the voices. And I got to tell you, personally, I don't know what other people think, but personally I was kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't see that. Because he's such a master and, and your brain fills in the blank of what the characters look like. And then once you see somebody doing these other voices you can't unsee it and now suddenly what you perceive to be a character is now just a guy with a beard doing the voices and it, it kind of takes a little bit of the the shine off of the character not that Phil Henry's stuff uh, isn't just as amazing but I, I kind of just would rather fill in the blank with my brain than see Phil or have you see me do the voices. So there you go. So uh, I appreciate the idea, the concept of me doing the voices on YouTube, but I'm not going to do it because I I think you'll you'll be disappointed if I do. I think just let it play in your head. Keep your vision of what these characters look like, Samuel L. Quilk and the rest of them, and let the theater of the mind... Take you what it wants to take you Okay But Jeff thank you for that uh, incredible phone call You you, you uh, made me feel good About not deleting uh, Doing a very rare Deletion of one of my bits And uh, look at that It paid off in spades You almost had a car accident So so there you go Samuel L. Quauch. And Jeff like I said Go back into the archives And listen to the other Samuel L. episodes Because if you like this one I promise you I think some of the older ones are even better. Those were ones that I didn't want to yank. So have a listen and uh, I hope you get some more solid laughter out of them. All right, let's move on, baby. That's splendid. Man, I've been thinking a lot about all the terrorist stuff that's happening all over the world. And and with all a lot of these news reports, you know, when there's a when there's a terrorist bombing or a shooting or a stabbing, like it seems like 80% of the time the reporters are like, uh, yes, the, uh, the uh, terrorist was heard yelling Allah Akbar just before he blew himself up or the suspect was yelling ala Akbar while he was stabbing people in the face. And it's just such a weird, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Allah ala Akbar means God is love or the, the God of love or something like that. I could look it up, but I'm lazy, um, and it's weird because to me it just sounds like a chocolate bar, right? Al-Akbar, you know, it's it's like right there in 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 the uh, at your at your Seven Eleven, the Al-Akbar. Let the taste explode in your mouth, right? And it it's just like it's almost like the the five-hour energy drink of chocolate bars. All right, it's guaranteed to pick you up. Put a little bounce in your step. It's made with uh, dairy milk chocolate, Viagra, um, liquid nitrogen, Red Bull. It's marinated in monster energy drink and glazed with uh, five-hour energy drink, nitroglycerin inside. You know, uh, little screws and ball bearings inside, and it just uh, ex- the taste explodes in your mouth. Al al akbar, and it's weird, right? You'd ha- you'd have trouble asking for it, you know, because you don't you don't want to set off in a, a a panic. You you can't be at the snack bar at the movie theater, right? You're getting some popcorn and a and a coke, and you're like, uh, you know, you got to whisper. It's like yeah, give me the uh Al-Ala Akbar. The guy at the at the, at the candy counter was like, "What?" Uh, the al Akbar. What? Sir, I can't hear you, sir. Can you speak up? I said, "Give me the al Akbar." Sir, I can't and then you you know, you just lose it. You're like, "I said, give me the Allahu Akbar! 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 And everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Everyone's running out of the theater. Some guy's yelling Al Al Akbar." He's like, "No, no, wait, come on! I just wanted the damn chocolate bar. I just ordered an Al Al Akbar." Okay, guess not. Al Al Akbar. Um. So there you go. Just, just a thought, you know. Try, t- trying to, you know, seeing how I can, you know, make make an extra buck, bring a bring a new invention to the world. If you need a little pick-me-up and you're feeling down, try a nice, nutty ala ala bar. Guaranteed to blow your taste buds. There you go. A ala la 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 oh! We interrupt this podcast with an important
2: North Korean news update. We now return to
0: our regularly scheduled program and we'll keep you updated as stories unfold. Wow, that is some pretty heavy stuff going on over in North Korea. We'll keep an eye on that for you. Meanwhile, uh, I'd like to talk about this. This is uh, really cool. This happened to me about four days ago. I was at the supermarket. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. What are you doing here? Oh, God. Come on, Roger. Why did you let him in? Why did you let him in? Hello, senor. My name is Senor Fuentes. I know who you are. You're my gardener. Good lord, you've been working for me long enough. Senor Fuentes. I know your name. OK, you don't have to say it. Senor Fuentes? Yes, Senor Fuentes. What What are you doing here at work? I'm you know, I've tried to tell you before not to come into my my, my studio. I, I work here. I'm busy. Can't this stuff wait till I get home? But, senor, I am your gardener. Yes? And do you see a garden here? No. This is recording equipment. This is a professional studio. Okay, senor, but I had an emergency. Oh, again, another emergency. And what was it this time? You know your swimming pool, senor? Yes, I know my swimming pool. The one with the water in it, senor? Yes, the one with the water in it. Well, I was cleaning it, senor. Okay. And I went into the filter. All right. And there was a rat in your filter, senor. Oh, my God. Yes, senor. I pulled a rat out of your filter. Okay. It was long and shiny and glistening in the sun when I pulled that... Long, hairy rat out of your filter. Okay, stop saying your filter. It's uh, it's just... What, senor? I, just the way you're saying you pulled the, a rat out of my filter just sounds a little awkward. Well, I did, senor. I pulled it, and it got stuck in there a little bit. So I was tugging and pulling. I was slowly pulling that dirty, hairy rat out of your deep filter. St- okay, see, just... Can you just say you got found a rat in the pool? I just told you that, señor, it was deep in your filter, just stuck and getting sucked in by the the water pressure and it was just I tugged on the on the rat, I pulled it out. It was glistening. I know it was glistening. And then, señor, yes. As I was holding your rat, you weren't holding my rat. Well, it was in your pool, señor. So, well, that makes it yours, right? My what? Your rat. Yeah, well, I guess it does. Well, then it looks like I was holding your long, hairy, shiny, glistening rat, senor. Yep. Yeah, you weren't holding my long, shiny, glistening rat. And it had little teeth in the front, senor. Oh, my goodness. Your long, hairy, shiny rat had buck teeth on the tip. My, sh- my rat, my long shiny rat doesn't have teeth on it. Oh yes it does, senor, I can see them. Are you finished? No senor, it got worse. What do you mean it got worse? Well after I pulled your long, hairy, glistening rat out of your filter. Would you stop saying it over and over again? See, si, senor. Okay, what happened next, senor Fuentes? Senor Fuentes. What happened next? Well, you know the chlorine, senor, in the pool. Yes, I know the chlorine. Well, it's very strong, senor. Okay, and? Well, I guess it caused all the hair to come off of your hairy rat. What do you mean the hair came off my hair? Off your hairy rat? Off my hairy rat, yes. I don't know, senor, it just all fell off. So now I was holding your long pink bald rat glistening in the sun with teeth on the end of it senor. I did you were not holding my bald pink glistening rat with teeth. Yes I was senor and it had a tail on it. My bald rat my yes senor forget it. Stop talking about my bald rat glistening in the sun senor with the teeth and the tail. I do not have a tail on my bald rat. Excuse me, senor. Nothing. Are you done here? Yes, senor. What did you do with the rat? I put it in a plastic bag, senor. Okay, good. Yes, I stuck your pink bald rat into a plastic bag. Okay. So now it's safe, senor. Okay. It's safe, senor. You're. Your rat is wrapped in plastic. It's safe. Why are you winking at me when you say it's safe? You know what I mean, senor. Your big, long, pink, glistening rat with teeth is now safe because it's wrapped in plastic. Uh, Why why are you winking at me when you say it's wrapped in plastic? Because it's safe, senor. It's safe. Are are you trying to imply that it's like... Like safe sex, senor! Your rat is all protected! Get out of here! Right now! Okay, senor. But I should tell you one more thing. What? No! Get out! Just one more thing, senor! What is it? I found something else in your filter. What? A woodpecker, senor! Get out of here! There was no woodpecker! A big hairy woodpecker with teeth, get out! Your rat and your woodpecker said, get out! God, what is wrong with that guy? I I, I hire him to do my yard, to do my a, a big hairy rat and a woodpecker. How the hell did a woodpecker get in my filter? I bet that's what everyone wants to know, senor. You should try pulling up your pants. Get out!
2: God!
0: Roger, go to a commercial! God, I need a coffee!
2: For my feminine itching, I depend on Vagisil cream to stop it instantly. And for a painful burning itch, I get maximum strength Vagisil for even stronger relief. There's Vagisil cream and maximum strength.
0: Okay, let's talk about a possible awkward moment here, okay? Aside from a gardener finding a rat in my filter. Um, have you ever encountered somebody who's, you know, had a friend or a parent that have, that have just died? And you're just seeing them for the first time after they've returned from the funeral or whatever. And this happened to me recently. A friend of mine, uh, his father passed away. And so he was out of town for a number of weeks. And then he, he finally came back. And we were around a group of friends and acquaintances and and it was really weird because, you know, I, of course, I went up and I said, hey, man, I'm so sorry for, for the passing of your father. And we were thinking of you and, and you know, kind of the, 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 the condolences and the well wishes and, and the support that you, you know, you want to give somebody. But then you realize after about, you know, 30 seconds or 45 seconds or maybe a minute at the most of that, it's done. You know, and I caught myself doing it and I felt good and I felt like, you know, I expressed my my sympathies and my sorrow for the passing of this friend's father. And it was sincere and it was heartfelt, but then I kind of felt like, ah, oh, that, that's it, right? That's all I say? And, th- and then all of a sudden, you know, one of the other acquaintances kind of threw it out there, but he he was even a little more casual, you know? He's like... Hey I'll see you later and uh, hey man sorry about your father yeah sorry about the passing of your father man So anyways, you guys coming next week or you know what I mean and it was just like it was so casual and it it's really weird because you know for us people in passing that father or that friend or that relative that we've never met the only thing they represent to us is a 30 or 60 second soundbite like a sorry or a uh, i hope you're okay that's their whole life that's all it rep- it's all represented right there in, in like in one little exchange and meanwhile the person you're saying it to this is their parent. This is the person they've lived lived with and have been loved by and given love to and were nurtured and raised by and all the stuff a parent does. And I realized it's just it's so weird and so kind of cold and empty that, that you know, we kind of do our duty, air quotes, right? We do our duty and saying what we have to say. And then it's done. And then that person has to keep living with the memories and the and the pain and the suffering for the rest of their life. And, and I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you know, we should do something more. I don't know what we can do. I mean, but there's the, you know, I just noticed there was something hollow and empty. And, and I don't know if any of you have experienced a, a deceased parent, a parent passing away. But man, is it? It's a it's a really empty place. It's a really sad and and empty void that I don't think ever goes away. Man, I mean, my mother died like three years ago, and I still feel it all the time. You know, and it's weird. It's it's weird that that all we have is is a minute. You know. And I, and I guess I'm wondering out loud why it is, like why people, do people stop and why don't they go, so how were you with your mother? What what, what was she like? How how did you guys hit it off? You know, it, it's like you you kind of want to get in there and be more personal about it, but at the same time, you're worried about conjuring up too many memories for for the person you're talking to. Like, do you really want to start bringing up their past and, and all their good times and the bad times and... You know, then you risk them getting emotional and crying. and So it's a really awkward, weird thing, man. And it's unfortunate that it's kind of fleeting and abrupt and, you know, just kind of, it's almost like a throwaway. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we don't mean it, we don't feel it when we say it, but it's, it's just kind of sad. And at the end of it, the person who's, who's, Friend or parent has, has passed on as I said is still left with all the agony and uh, I don't know maybe it's just me but I'm just saying from a personal standpoint it's it's a little it's a little empty you wish you could do or say more but I guess at that point it becomes maybe too imposing and I guess if you didn't know the parent or the person who died, maybe maybe you don't want to go too overboard. I, I'm just saying it's a, it's a weird dance. So I don't know if any of you have like an interesting antidote or some kind of way to, uh, you know, maneuver through that awkward moment. Maybe you want to share it with us. Maybe you can call in and, and say, hey, listen, if you ever run into that again, here's what I do. Here's how I make it a little more meaningful, or a little more personable, or whatever, a little more intimate, perhaps. You know, maybe some of you guys have have a little, you know, method that you use, or unfortunately you've you've been to enough funerals that you know how to uh, kind of uh, make it work. Uh, so let us know, man. Three two three seven three nine forty three thirty three two three seven three nine. 43.30, we'll wait for your um, afterlife tip. How about that? That'd be helpful to all of us, I think. Um, so I'll leave you pondering with that um, kind of deep thought. And, um, and uh, you know, let us know, man. Or if you want to write to me, you can write to me at harlandwilliams.com. Uh, we always love to hear from you or here's the number again. If you want to leave a voicemail for any reason, like our friend at the beginning of the show left a nice voicemail to, to tell us how much he loved Samuel L. Quawk, which I can't believe I almost deleted that episode. So that, that's beautiful. Uh, three, two, three, seven, three, nine, 43, Okay, gang. Actually, you know what? Before we go, Roger, can we just play one more voicemail? I mean, the one off the top of the show was really good. Why don't we just bookend the show with with one final voicemail? Can we do that? Okay, good. Roger Roger's going to play one more voicemail from uh, one of you wonderful, wonderful pavement pounders.
1: Hello? Hello? Hey, Harl. I had a uh, question for you that I think might be uh, interesting to a lot of your viewers, and that is... As an American, I wondered if you could explain a little bit about how the healthcare system works in, oh, Canada. Because I think it would be probably a good thing to adopt that same system here in the U.S. of A. But I don't know enough about the... Um, pitfalls and the uh, complaints and criticisms and, you know, parts that maybe aren't as good as it seems um, when you think about it being a free system that um, includes everyone. So, I know you're steering clear of politics lately, and I appreciate it. I'm glad you're back to the the funny in a big way, but I did uh, think as a Canadian, you, that it would be enlightening um, to share some of your knowledge about how, how it works in Canada and if, and what you think about it. So um, please consider that as a topic and keep on uh, rocking in the free world, as Neil says. Chicken chow main.
0: Baby. all right a very a very good question that doesn't lead me into much comedy but it's it's a it's a great question it's a valid question um you know i haven't lived up in canada for many years now so all i can do is kind of you know share with you some stories and and what it was like when i was a kid when i was younger living up there and yada 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 so here's the upside The upside for for those of you that don't know, everyone living in Canada has free health care, okay? They if you get sick, you walk into a hospital and they take care of you. If you need if you're feeling sick or you get sick, you walk in and it's Dunski's. You got they give you a little card, it's like a social security card, looks like a credit card, and you hand it over and it's got all your info and it verifies that you're a citizen. And boom, they take care of you. So that sounds great and wonderful, right? And it is to a degree. And you know, it 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 is until you need like quick, like medical attention. And uh, so so, there's nothing wrong with a system where you can just walk in and get looked at, okay? But here's where I've experienced some issues. Uh, because it's a system and it's a free system, um, and everyone gets paid by the government, you know what that's like, okay? I think we've all experienced when, when it's when it's a government entity, there very often with that comes uh, a kind of a lethargic attitude like, ah, we work for the government. Our jobs are never going anywhere. We're going to get paid no matter what. We got the dental plan. We got the health plan. We got the yearly raise. We got the health insurance. I mean, it, it's so so. there's a little bit of that. And I, I don't want to insult people in the medical profession because they're good and they're professional and they're they're great at what they do. But I've had some personal experience with family and friends where someone has gotten very sick. And unlike in the United States, whether you like it or not, if you got the money, you can get in and get the treatment you need ASAP. In Canada, you get put on a waiting list. Okay. Um, from personal experience, three years ago, I mentioned it earlier. My mother had was diagnosed with lung cancer. And I was down here and I was checking in every day and I was talking to her and my family and and apparently you know they were working with all the doctors up in Canada and then I got up there I, I went up for for Christmas for the holidays and I was like so what are the what are the test results say and my dad was like oh well we don't have the test results and I go what do you mean you don't have the test results and they're like, well, we don't have them yet. They don't have them. I said, well, what do you mean? That this was eight weeks ago. And they said, well, we're on a list, and there's this and that. I said, I said, my mother is dying. She has lung cancer. She doesn't have eight weeks. Okay, eight weeks is an eternity when you're when you're coming to the end of your life and you've got a terminal illness. And so I got furious, and I I said, "Give me the number of the damn doctor." I got on the phone and said, "Where the hell are my mother's reports? Where the where the hell is the diagnosis?" Where the and they go and, and they go, "Oh well, um, we can't find them." And I'm like, "You can't what?" And so like eight hours later, they phone back. Says, "Oh, we we misplaced them. We found them." And I'm like, "You misplaced them for eight weeks or whatever it was? It was some ridiculously long." amount of time that my mother could not afford and you know and on top of that there was other things that needed to be get done where she had to wait in line which okay I'm not saying my mother should have gotten special treatment over anyone else but it's the same for anyone up there you, you get put in a line and the clock is ticking I have a friend a Canadian friend who lives in the United States His parents live in Canada. His father was diagnosed with a cancer situation. And they they put him on a list for six weeks, okay? Something like six weeks before he could have his surgery. My buddy, who fortunately has done well and made some money in the entertainment industry, flew his father to the United States the next day, and his father got operated on the next day in the United States. And, you know, it saved his life. It pretty much saved his life, according to him. And so that's the downside of a free system is, you know, you're at the mercy of the system. You can't really move it around. Or if, if you if you have an emergency situation and you have some money or you raise some money or you're, you're able to uh, work out something with a doctor and who knows if it has to be expensive or not but but with with the with the system down here you are able to uh make much better choices um now sadly the the downside of down here is that everyone is not covered so it's the it's the yin and the yang man it's the yin and the and the yang so you you tell me what you think you you tell me what you think's better. And by the way, just FYI, to, to the best of my knowledge, I think in the United States, you cannot be denied uh, service at a, if you walk into an emergency ward. Um, so in a way, we sort of have free health care in the United States anyways. Not that anyone, you know, wants to get taken care of in an emergency ward. I mean, that's kind of, you know... That's like the jiffy lube of getting well, but but still it's not like you're going to get left, uh, you know, dying on the street. Someone someone will 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 take you in or you can get yourself in and you know the taxpayer has to cover it, which some people think isn't fair. So there you go. It's, it's a strange system, and and, and I don't know the, the all the uh, the intimate details. I've basically given you like two details of the Canadian health system, but I don't know how much more you really need to know outside of that it's free and it's very accessible and everyone's covered. But like any system, it has its pitfalls. So, so I, like I said, you decide... And, uh, you know, I, I think if you want to get more information, I'm not completely schooled in the whole thing, uh, but um, you can always go on Wikipedia or you can dig deeper into the Internet to find out the nuances of the uh, Canadian uh, health system. And uh, and there you go. So thank you for the... Uh, for the uh, question. And yes, indeed, uh, keep on rocking in the free world. A great little Canadian reference to the great Canadian rocker Neil Young. Keep on rocking in the free world. I think we should end the show on that, right, gang? Hello. Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, hey, like I said, if you want to uh, call me and leave a voicemail, 323 739 4330. Okay. And uh, if you want to uh, write to me, harlowilliams.com. We also have a great little uh, online store at the website where you can order merchandise, t- uh, T-shirts, uh, movies, DVDs, digital downloads, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, don't forget also to uh, get our free app. Just go into your app store on your phone, uh, type in the Harlan Highway Podcast. Boom! You get the latest fifty episodes for free. And if you want to go deeper and get every episode we've ever done, twenty bucks a year to become a premium member. And yes, you can go back and listen to all the Samuel L. Quauk Romantic Letters. Yeah. So if you thought the one last week was funny, where do you get into the archives, man? Um And also, uh, with with your premium membership, you get bonus stuff that I put up from time to time. When I have time, I do extra little add-ons that you guys are privy to. No one else is. And uh, and that's it, man. So uh, thank you for being here. Keep on watching Puppy Dog Pals. Check out my album, Rattlesnake Love, by The Cousins on iTunes. And uh, until next time chicken chow mein, baby. And now
2: she put the kid away